You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Keep Going Podcast. We're in a series called A Walk Through the Proverbs. Just a note, I use the New Living Translation as my primary text because it's readable. And I don't approach these podcasts as a scholar, but as a lover of the Word who wants to share simple spiritual observations from my own daily Bible reading. Let's review the last episode in two points. Number one, Proverbs warns us that there's a trap set before us, and we have a choice whether to step into it. But how can we make the right choice? Number two, we can make the right choice by listening to wisdom, who doesn't whisper. She calls in the street. We just have to tune our ears to her. Wisdom is obvious. The right choice in most cases is obvious. Wait, I hear you say. There have been many times when I was faced with choices and didn't know what to do. The answer was not obvious. It all comes back to the posture of the heart. Let's begin our reading and then I will explain what I mean. Proverbs 2 My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Pause. God doesn't say one thing and then do another. In this section of scripture, he says clearly that he grants wisdom. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. You will find the right way to go. It says so in the word. But before all of those comforting promises comes the posture of the heart. Did you notice that? That we were given eight action verbs before we ever got to the assurance of an answer? Eight. These are what they are. Listen, treasure, tune, concentrate, cry, ask, search, seek. That's right. Listen to what I say. Treasure my commands. Tune your ear to wisdom. Concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insights. Ask for understanding, search for them, seek them. As I look at these eight verbs, I see that they fall into four main categories. If you cry out and ask, those are in the category of prayer. Most of us begin and end with prayer. We cry out and we ask, and that's it. But according to this list of eight verbs, Prayer is only 25% of how we are to pursue wisdom. No wonder we stay unsure. 
because we're also asked to listen and tune our ears. I think listening and tuning our ears fall into the category of meditation, which I like to call strengthening stillness. Clearly, strengthening stillness is an intentional posture. We don't have stillness these days unless we make it. So we cry out and ask, but then usually we don't wait for God to answer us. If you're trying to make a decision, trying to understand a situation in your life, then you need to do more than just cry out and ask. 50% of your task is to pray and then meditate or be still and listen. Okay, here is where the cream rises to the top. Plenty of people are willing to do the first 50% by praying and meditating. That was me for many years. But then we still grumble that we don't understand what to do. Finally, I learned that I could attain the wisdom of God that he promises if I continue and follow through to give him the full 100%. He says, treasure my commands and concentrate on understanding. Treasuring his commands and concentrating on understanding, those fall into the category of Bible reading. Every answer we could possibly need is in the Bible. But it doesn't help me find a job or have that hard conversation with my boss, you may say. Well, yes, it does. But it doesn't help me decide where and when to move. Yes, it does. It doesn't help me decide who to marry. Yes, it does. If you want to understand, you have to read the Bible. But if you don't think the Bible has any answers for you, you sure won't treasure it or concentrate on it. Reading the Bible as if it is a book that has relevant answers for you is treasuring it. If you think it applies in specific ways to your life, you will concentrate on it. Okay, so how are you going to find a real-time message for yourself in the story of Samson, say, or in the genealogy of Jesus? That's not your job. It's Jesus's job. Luke 24, 45 says of Jesus, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He opened their minds. He did. Every time I sit down to read the Bible, I just say out loud, Lord, I'm opening your word. Please open my mind to understand it. I'm completely dependent on Jesus for understanding. I don't even think that I can sort through all of the wisdom in the Bible and apply it to my life. I depend on him to do it through me and in me and with me. Oh yes, you will get a real-time message for yourself if you treasure God's word and concentrate on it. So the last two verbs in the pursuit of wisdom are to search and seek. I think that these fall into the category of reflection. For me, reflection is journaling. It's writing in a journal my thoughts and recording what God is doing. It goes hand in hand with Bible reading. Like I said, this is the 50% that makes the biggest difference. To search and seek requires keeping a record of where we have looked, doesn't it? I mean, in the real world, when we're trying to find something, 
we often retrace our steps repeatedly going over where we've been and thinking out loud okay i've looked there and i've tried that so maybe over here and when we journal our spiritual lives recording what god is saying to us and showing us then we will be able to discern the right answer over time we'll have a record of where we've been and what we've already tried we'll be able to retrace our steps with greater accuracy. So if you're not praying and meditating, don't expect to understand anything. And especially if you're not reading the Bible and reflecting or writing down what God says and does over time, then don't expect to receive wisdom. I'll go over these again at the end. For now, let's continue with Proverbs 2. Wisdom will save you from evil people from those whose words are twisted. These men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasure in doing wrong and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. She has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant that she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It's the road to the grave. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the paths of life. So follow the steps of the good and stay on the paths of the righteous. For only the godly will live in the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted. This section reminds me of a personal story. One time, I found termites in my house. They had not destroyed any wood, only the paper around the wall insulation and photos in a frame. What the exterminator said to me still resonates. He said, termites take the path of least resistance. In other words, paper goes down more easily than a two by four. I think of this here because we discovered that wisdom calls to us. But here we also find out that foolishness, personified as an immoral woman, calls out to us also. Whatever she asks us to do will be the path of least resistance. It will be the easiest path to take. Sometimes we kind of act like we don't know what to do when actually we do know what to do. We just think it will be hard. Because there are obstacles and the way seems difficult doesn't mean that we shouldn't take it. Here's the good news. God will accompany you and provide for you and assist you while you are on the right path, even if it's the hard path. So it may not be so difficult after all if you have God with you every single step. Pray, meditate, read the Bible, reflect. Those are the spiritual disciplines that will produce godly wisdom in our lives. Let's give God the full 100%. You will know what to do next in the decision you're seeking. That's the promised benefit of being one of God's kids. Can you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Today's music is from Psalm 51 by Shane and Shane and is used with permission. 
If you want more insight into the spiritual disciplines that I mentioned today, please order my new book, Everyday Genesis, which is now available for pre-order on Amazon. In it, I go into greater detail about how the spiritual disciplines have given me a new life. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, tell someone I'm back on the air or post a review on iTunes. And now, may you be blessed coming and going. Instead of shame and dishonor, may you enjoy a double share of honor. May you possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. And may everlasting joy be yours. We'll talk soon. Until then, keep going. Take now your holy spirit.